Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. If you're a regular listener to this show, you know I I really believe in respect for authority. I do. Uh, Whether I agree with the leader, the person in authority or not, uh, I, I believe it is biblical, it is scriptural, I think it is honoring to God when we, uh, w- when we respect authority. Unless, of course, that authority tells us to disobey God, and then we obey God first and not authority. And that's exactly what the disciples did. Uh, the apostles, when they were arrested, and told, you will not preach in the name of this Jesus anymore. And they said, uh, uh, no, no, no. We, uh, uh, yeah, we will. We uh, we want to honor you, but um, no, we have to obey God first. But sometimes it is really hard. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. This is the 4 o'clock hour. And my telephone number continues to be 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Now, why did I go through all that about respect for authority? Our, uh, our president, vice president, speaker of the house, now these are our leaders. They have been elected, and they are our national leaders, but it is really hard. Kamala, Kamala Harris, pardon me, not, it's Kamala Harris. Um, this poor woman, and, and I mean, I honestly feel sorry for her. I do it. I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious or smart. I do. She is so far over her head. I have no idea how she was a successful prosecutor in California. Other than some of the compromises she made with other leaders to get ahead, uh, which is well known, and I will leave it at that. But um, she is clueless. She is just so clueless, and she demonstrates it constantly. She's asked a question. Usually she does not know the answer to the question, and she responds with cackling, laughing. And it's more of a cackle than laughter. And she's become famous for that, or maybe infamous. Well, her latest demonstration of being 
totally clueless is her views on abortion. Now, if you were listening last week, I took you through a thoroughly biblical argument why the Bible is not ambiguous about abortion. The Bible is not ambiguous. You absolutely, positively cannot believe the Bible and support abortion. You can't do that. And in fact, I don't know of anyone who really, really believes the Bible, believes the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God that supports abortion, because you can't. You can't ignore all of the verses that condemn in no certain terms the taking of the life of an unborn baby, or God's acknowledgement of life in the womb. God's acknowledgement that that is a human being in the womb. It's all over Scripture. And the overwhelming majority of evangelical Christians believe that their position on abortion is biblical. The majority of Catholics, I don't know that I can say the overwhelming majority of Catholics anymore, because so... And I don't mean this in a derogatory manner, but a truthful manner. So many Catholics have no idea what their church teaches. And if they do, they can care less, like Nancy Pelosi. She knows what her church teaches on abortion, and she can care less. President Biden knows what his church teaches on abortion, and he could care less. And there are many, many Catholics who know what their church teaches and just don't care, or they're clueless as to what their church teaches. But the Catholic Church is very clear on abortion. Most conservative Orthodox Jews believe that abortion is a faith issue, a biblical issue. Now, the liberals... The Reformed? Nah. But many, many, many Jews believe that the whole abortion issue is a faith issue. So you have millions of evangelicals, millions of Catholics. I don't know the number for Jews. And you have other religions as well. And yet, the vice president of the United States over the weekend said this, and I quote, she was talking to reporters, and the topic of the Supreme Court possibly overturning Roe versus Wade came up. And here's what she said, and I quote, For those of us of faith, I think that we agree, many of us, that there's nothing about this issue that will require anyone to abandon their faith or change their faith. It's simply saying that the government should not have the ability to decide what an individual does with her own body. Let her make that decision with her pastor or her rabbi or whoever she consults. The vice president of the United States says faith and religion has nothing to do with abortion.
It's not a religious issue. It's not a faith issue. Okay. Obviously, she disagrees with what evangelicals believe and what Catholics believe and what many Jews believe. Okay. She disagrees. But to say it is not a faith issue, it is not a religious issue, indicates that she is either completely, totally, absolutely clueless, or she just doesn't care. Um, I prefer to believe that she's just completely and totally clueless. The government has no right. Hmm. Isn't she one of the major persons in the government that were saying the government had every right to force you to get a vaccination? Hmm. I thought things like that were to be between your doctor and your... No, no, no. Vaccinations. Well, that's different. The government can tell you what you can and cannot do with your body. But when it comes to life, just, it is, it is mind-blowing how clueless this woman is. And she's our vice president. All right, we'll be back. This is Bob Bernie Live. <laughs> and welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Uh, this is just uh, one of those cool stories. I mean, it's a sad story, but it's, it's inspirational as well. Over the weekend, a fire broke out at Balsora. Baptist Church down in Texas. Uh, It's Balsora Baptist Church in the town of Bridgeport, Texas. And uh, uh, it happened on Friday. They don't know the cause, but the, uh, the building was a complete, total loss. I'm looking at pictures. I mean, it's gone. Again, Balsora Baptist Church in Bridgeport, Texas, Fire Friday. And uh, here's the picture, and if you haven't seen it, it'll be all over the Internet. There is smoking ruins, rubble, charred wood, and so forth. Nothing is standing. The walls have collapsed. The ceiling has collapsed. The roof has collapsed. And there is one thing standing in the middle of the ruins, and that's a cross. It's a cross. Uh, I saw it on one of our local TV stations' website. The story I'm holding in my hand is from Fox News. Headline, Cross Still Stands After Fire Destroys Texas Church, A Sight to Behold. Uh, The fire broke out at the Balsora Balsora Baptist Church in Bridgeport, Texas, quickly consumed 
the entire structure, according to Wise County Emergency Services Department. Um, As the flames were put out and the smoke cleared, firefighters spotted the sign of hope still standing. Quote, this, by the way, is an official quote from the Bridgeport Fire Department. Quote, a devastating loss to our community, but a sight to behold. The fire took the structure, but not the cross. A symbol that the building was just that, a building. The church is the congregation, and where two or more gather, there he shall be also. That is the statement from the Wise County Emergency Services. That is not, if I'm reading it correctly, that is not a statement from the the church or the leadership of the church. That's from the county. Again, let me read that to you again. A devastating loss to our community, but a sight to behold. The fire took the structure, but not the cross. A symbol that the building was just that, a building. The church is the congregation, and where two or more gather, there he shall be also. Um, As firefighters battled the blaze, the church roof began to collapse with crews inside. According to officials, uh, several firefighters were treated on the scene. Fortunately, no one was hurt seriously. It's unclear what uh, started the fire and so forth, but I love that. It's a county department saying, the fire took the structure, but not the cross. Oh, my goodness, there is a sermon there. Fire may burn all around us, but it is the cross to which we cling. If you look back when Jesus was crucified, all of his followers, the disciples, the women, that followed Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus, all of them looked at Jesus on the cross and thought, all is lost. None of them understood the cross. Not one of them. Which is just bizarre, because if you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus, on at least a dozen different occasions, sat the disciples down, and many times the women were there too, and said, all right, listen up. We're going to go to Jerusalem. I am going to be arrested, tried, convicted, and not only that, I'm going to be killed. I'm going to die, but it's okay. Because in three days, I am going to rise from the grave. They were all Jews. They knew Psalm 22. They knew Isaiah 53. Because of the prophecies of the Old Testament that they were all very familiar with, because of the teaching of Jesus, every one of them should have been moved with compassion as they saw Jesus dying on the cross and thinking, oh my goodness, he is suffering, but (laughs) in three days it's going to be okay. They didn't. 
For them, the cross was the end of everything. They had dreamed about everything they had thought about. You see, they were convinced that Jesus was going to set up an immediate political kingdom. And uh, he was going to raise up a mighty army, and they were going to overthrow the forces of Rome. And Jesus was going to sit on the throne of David, and they were all going to rule and reign with him. That's what they were convinced of. They missed the meaning of the cross completely. They missed it completely in spite of his teaching, in spite of the prophecies of the Old Testament. And so on that day, the cross meant defeat, despair, despondency, destruction, betrayal. How could he teach us all these things? And now look, he's being crucified like a criminal. Not one of them expected the empty tomb. The cross meant defeat. But then three days later, everything changed. And the cross meant victory over sin, death, hell, Satan himself. The cross was the ultimate victory. And my friend, I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus said, you can't follow me unless you take up your cross. The Christian life is not about doing, it's about dying. It's about daily surrendering to his lordship. It is about coming to the foot of the cross on a daily basis and proclaiming, I die, he lives. I love this picture. In the midst of all of this devastation, the smoke is still rising from the rubble. But there stands the cross. Yes, the cross is our place of hope and assurance and victory. We'll be back. 